purpose is very much linked to like identity and your self-worth yes and what makes what makes it's almost like a question of like what makes you worthy to walk this earth hello and welcome slash welcome back to the miseducate podcast my name is sarah gathugu host and owner of the miseducate blog and now podcast This podcast is centered on having open and honest conversations about the aspects of life we have been misinformed on. Whether that be relationships, religion, culture, you name it, I'm here to talk about it. Each episode, I'll be inviting guests to talk about their own experiences of miseducation and what they are doing to re-educate themselves. This podcast is not here to provide you with the answers, but perspective. It aims to make you laugh, think, and hopefully spark conversations for change. None of us have it right. We have all been miseducated. On this episode, I am joined again by my sister Sylvia and my cousin Irene for a discussion episode on purpose. We talk about how we were taught purpose from our cultural and religious upbringing, hustle slash struggle culture, and redefining what purpose is now. And so, Without further ado, let's get into it. So, welcome back to another episode of Miss Educate Podcast. I am, this is the Brussels edition because I am joined by Sylvia and my cousin Irene again as we do another episode for you, the Brussels edition. Literally, we're recording in Brussels. We are recording live in Brussels. It's international. It's international. International. (laughs) and yeah i just thought might as well seize the opportunity of the three of us here together because we always have deep conversations and so today we are talking about purpose Mm. and kind of like what what we've been told and taught about purpose and how we are re-educating ourselves now so i guess um the first question is is how have you guys been well we all have a similar upbringing so mm. it was like how was purpose taught to us when we were younger mm. I think it's quite interesting because I don't feel like my parents ever really drove this sense of like purpose it was more so the church mm. and the leaders and like the youth leaders and the church leaders and whoever was in charge Mm. (laughs) um but actually when I really think about it and deep it I don't really think it was necessarily like Mm. my parents um I think their per their I guess sense of like I don't know purpose that they really drove in was like get an education and I guess whatever you do after that is your business is your business but except it's not your business but no (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I think definitely the church drove in that sense of purpose so as we were discussing earlier that it's when you step away from the church it's quite you are kind of left with this identity crisis of like okay now my purpose or what the thing I should achieve in life is no longer 
church centered what mm. is what church is related. church related yeah mm. what is my purpose mm. and it's like trying to place it onto other things that really are quite empty mm. <laughs> um but yeah i'd probably say that's that's my what was the initial question <laughs> how were you taught about like yeah purpose? how i was taught yeah, yeah it was by the church yeah long long story short mm. yeah I would definitely agree I don't remember ever being sat down by my parents and being like this is the purpose of life mm. it was more especially with my mum was like Jesus yeah like Jesus is the purpose and then everything else mm. kind of falls after that and I definitely picked that up and I ran with it. Mm. Like, I was like, okay, cool, we're doing this Jesus thing. That means, for me personally, meant I'm going into ministry mm. because I was like, how, if that's the purpose of life, how best can I do that? Mm. It's by giving up my life for this cause that I really believed in mm. and like telling other people about. Jesus and yeah like being a champion for the church mm-hmm. and yeah and that was done and also I think it was when people realize you have like certain gifts and talents maybe you have mm. this was they're like oh you're good at this and this is how you can use it so like I was good at talking <laughs> so they were like oh you're good people so mm. you're on the connectee or mm. you're a youth leader now or mm. you can speak quite eloquently you're gonna preach in front of the ju-. and I was like I remember I gave my first sermon when I was 15 you were 15 I was 15 oh my yeah. god yeah wow. I mean I think it was on purpose actually <laughs> like the subject of that I'm thinking about it now it was like wow yeah and how our purpose was like oh because it was it was in 2008 (laughs) (laughs) and there was this like campaign like Mm -hmm. hope 2008 and it was about basically like spreading the gospel Mm. I don't know why particularly in that year but maybe it was just like a focus in that year but yeah like I gave a sermon at CLM in our old building oh yeah oh I did yeah yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh. And then, obviously, when you're good at something, mm-hmm. and oh, that really was hard for me to say, like, as a, <laughs> as a person who, I'm like, why is that hard to say, though? You are good at it. Yeah, I was, I was like, oh, is that, like, anyways, <laughs> that's a whole different, like I said, a whole yes. different set of monkeys, you know? Um, and so people will be like, oh, can see you doing this I could see you being a preacher da, da, da. so I was like sick I love Jesus mm. I have these gifts for that reason so mm. I can tell people about Jesus mm. and I was like that was my path and I went I went to Bible college when I was 22 I was trying to go before that but like mm. you said our parents were very big on education so it was it was actually my dad that was like my dad is pretty chill mm. and so when he has a, a thing that he has a stance on which was me going to uni I was like okay fine <laughs> um, 
but yeah so initially I just wanted and I'm I'm glad I listened to my dad mm. um but yeah it took me all the way to bible college and that was gonna I was gonna be past diary remember that guy <laughs> oh yeah yeah so I think it's interesting because I kind of feel like our parents did kind of push yeah a certain path of what I was supposed to be for you or for me? For me. Yeah. For you, yes. Because you were good. You had talents. When you don't but, have talents. But that, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I was like, you're making it seem like you're untalented, but, but you are. And so, like... But I guess I didn't have the typical the talents, talents that you can... That a church can, yeah, be exploited. To exploit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because there's no sugarcoating it. It's yeah. exploitative. Yeah. Because you kind of take a child that shows some promise yeah and you just completely divulge into one sector of it I think that singing and music was always something that I loved to do as a child and it was shown very early on as my parents always like to say and then I was singing at church and then I was like one of the youngest people to join the worship team and then I was leading worship, and then I was also leading the youth team, the youth worship team as well, alongside my friend, and both of us were doing that. And then it came to a point where I was like, I am doing this for what reason? Like, why am I, um, why am I singing? Why am I doing music for what reason? And I think that from the age of like 10 onwards, like, yeah, I think from 10 to I would say, yeah, well, it didn't last very long. I just didn't... I stopped singing at church. But then I, my church had a music school and I was like, actually, I would like to play the piano. Mm. And that was something that my parents always wanted for me to do. But I was kind of like, no, no, no. I want to play the violin. I want to play the violin. And I think when I did choose to play the piano and learn how to play the piano, it was kind of... It kind of... For everybody else, it was like, oh, this is so inevitable for her to play an instrument. But it was like, no, this is something that I actually enjoyed to do, enjoyed doing. And I think that for a long time, because so many people from the age of like, from the time I started singing at church, which was like five years old, and people never letting me forget it now. I'm 24 years old. And people are like, I still remember when you were five years I old. Don't even want to standing about. on a chair because you were so small. And I, I get where they're coming from. It's a place of like... On a chair. Yeah. Because <laughs> like it's endearing and they just... Rem- and then now you're like a 24-year-old. But like, I think what people don't understand is like, that was everything I thought that I was mm. worth. And so for a long time, I wasn't able to detach what was like me doing it for the sake of I love music Mm. or me doing it because it made everybody else happy. Mm. And that's what I thought my purpose was. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't necessarily like my purpose was music. My in my head, I was like, I'm doing this because it makes everybody happy. It makes my mum happy. It makes my dad happy. Mm -hmm. It makes everyone like me. People like me when I sing. People see me when I sing and so it was kind of like intertwined with all this like self-worth insecurity um and who I thought I would always be and I was like I like music Mm. I like singing it's a part of me but it's not the entirety of who I am Mm. and I wasn't able to like like take it apart and and Mm. see what um what I actually wanted to do 
Mm. I think people just kind of hopped onto it. And so it was surprised. I think it was surprising when I decided that I was going to go to university to do literature with creative writing. Mm. I think I was surprised. Yeah. I think everybody was really surprised because they were like, oh, we thought we were, you were going to do music. And I was like, I've never really... I think it was quite funny because I was like, I've never actually truly expressed with my mouth mm. and said with my words, oh, I want to pursue music. Mm. It was other people saying, you should pursue music. Yeah. That was all I was ever told. Mm. So then when I did start doing music for myself, it has been even a confusing journey there because I'm like, why am I doing this? For what reason am I doing this for? Do I really want to do this? What does it look like? And I was just kind of like, I just do it because I enjoy it, not because it, it's my like life Mm. so even then it's been quite slow with like releasing music and stuff like that because I'm like I don't think that I don't know it's quite it's quite hard to like detach because even now I see people from church and they're like you had such a calling on your life Mm. and like it hits hard when you step away from the church and people only remember you as one thing and mm. not who you fully are. Mm. Nobody has actually asked me, what are you doing now? Mm. What are you doing that you enjoy now? Mm. Nobody's trying to get to know me as I am. Mm. They still remember that five-year-old girl mm. who stood on the stage and was singing. Mm. Yeah. And that, that was all she was ever going to be. But I'm like, but I write and I've got a degree and there's so much more to me now. You have a podcast. I have a podcast. There's so much more nuance <laughs> yeah. to who so we are as a person. So we're always plugging the podcast. <laughs> always plugging the podcast. Even when we're on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like when it comes to purpose and I think because of like church, family, but also society as a whole, mm. when it comes to divine, defining what purpose is, I feel like it's very redact- reductive or reductive. I think it's very reductive because I think it's just like you can only be this one thing you can have this one label and that is all you will ever be so I think that is I guess would be my follow on question is like what is what is purpose what is this purpose that we are talking about because obviously we're talking from a very similar perspective but there may be somebody listening to this that's like I have no idea what you're talking about for the people that didn't go to church (laughs) (laughs) didn't have the church trauma um i think what is purpose outside of i don't know i think recently i've had to detach my purpose from my work i think my work and what i do has always kind of given me a sense of purpose um how i earn money I think even in the family I was labelled the workaholic because <laughs> I'm getting nods right now. <laughs> um, because, yeah, because I, I just... It's not even necessarily that I enjoy working. I enjoy having money. Mm, it's Yeah, mm. it's, <laughs> it's not necessarily that I enjoy working. If I could have... No, I would like to say that if I could still have the same money and do nothing, I would love to say that I would do that. But no, I would still feel an emptiness. I would still feel like I need to be doing something. So that's also <laughs> a bit of trauma in itself. I don't know. I think I measure my my purpose to my productivity. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, it's so funny because it's really changed living in Belgium. 
and like the friends that I've made and the people that I've met um, because I remember moving here and I was work going to work for this consultancy and I was like yeah by the time I'm 30 I'm gonna be senior director and like I had all these hopes and all these dreams and whatnot and I left that place because my health was at risk my mental health my um physical health because my mental health wasn't great so it was impacting my physical health um and I guess it's it started to define and change the way I looked at work but even then when I moved to my like current place like I was feeling like a bit like not as important because the work is not as like I don't know like not as intellectually stimulating or just not as it wasn't even that I think it was not as fast-paced and so I wasn't as productive and mm -hmm. I, so I wasn't I don't know it was like it was a weird transition for me but it really made me value that this, these are your set hours you work mm -hmm. 9 till 5 30 your hour break take that hour break first of all because an hour break in my last job was just not a thing and then you have your life outside of work mm. and all, I came to Belgium wanting to do all these things and in my previous job I wasn't able to do them I wasn't able to do sports or I could sometimes but it wasn't on a consistent basis I wasn't able to take language classes I wasn't able to do improv theater but as soon as I went to this other job and post-pandemic <laughs> or whatever times we're now living in I was able to do those things so I guess like I started to do the discover and actually do things that were outside of work but then sometimes I feel like I didn't put as much emphasis on them or like priority on them because I felt like well my job is I definitely tie my self-worth to my job that's like mm -hmm. definitely a thing um and I'm trying to change that because I remember talking to a friend and like whenever you meet new people we were discussing how when you meet new people the first one of the first questions is like what do you do mm. and it's always like <laughs> and I remember her struggling at that time to answer that question because she was in between you know spaces and just and yeah I was just like yeah it's it's true and like even now so like I've spoiler alert quit my job <laughs> um and like we went for dinner yesterday and they were like oh what do you do and I was just like do I tell them I've quit my job or do I tell them what, like technically I, I mean I've quit my job I'm still in my notice period but it's like uh, what do I say and it's just this mm -hmm. uh, yeah it's this weird weird place to be in it's, it's a weird place of like what is acceptable yes that bit <laughs> because like i i feel like i have that same thing too because it's like it was more acceptable to be like oh i'm you know i work in like i'm, I'm an office administrator mm. than it is to be like oh i am a freelancer but i'm actually not being paid that much from doing freelance work mm -hmm. and like all that different stuff and i remember even saying once to somebody like they asked that question of like, what are you doing now? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing that much. And then somebody else was like, yes, you are. You have a podcast. Mm. At this point, I'd just released um, my first single. 
and they were like you've released a song you're you're doing a podcast like you're doing a lot yeah and even when i'm with my friends they're like you're doing a lot mm. but it doesn't feel like it's a lot by society standards of yeah like what is acceptable mm. to say as to like say. this is officially what i do yeah this is yeah. who i am and i think when it comes to purpose purpose from what everyone's been saying like purpose is very much linked to like identity and your self-worth yes and what makes what makes it's almost like a question of like what makes you worthy to walk this earth yeah mm. basically. yeah because that <laughs> yeah. that's really what it is mm. why I, are you here mm. why do you exist right now mm. and you have to answer for that yeah and it does kind of feel like that like yeah. with that level of aggression i know someone's just asking you what you do for a mm-hmm. job yeah but it just kind of feel like you're you're answering the question of like what is it that you're mm. doing to be worthy of breathing air mm. you know you're taking up space yeah and i've i turned 30 this year and last year oh my gosh yeah <laughs> last year <laughs> january 2023 um yeah i turned 30 last year and I, like, the lead up to it, I was like, oh my gosh, like, 30. And I remember being on the podcast just before I said 30. Mm. And I was, because it's that thing of, like, I don't feel like I've done enough. Mm. I don't feel like I'm where a 30-year-old is supposed to be. Mm. Um, I don't, and, I, and for me, it's because, not that I have to justify it, but, like, I'm going to justify it. Just, um... In terms of societal standards, I, like I said, wanted to go into ministry. And that's the path that I was going down. Um, and even then it was like, I'm having that, when people would ask me, when I was in Bible college, or even when I lived in Edinburgh and I was just, do, in air quotes, just doing a customer service job, but for me, I was I was feeling fulfilled mm-hmm. because outwardly it looks like I'm not achieving much or whatever. But for me, I was living in my purpose mm-hmm. in what I believed to be my purpose, and because I was serving God, I was serving in church, and that's all I wanted. That's what I felt I I had been put here to do. Mm-hmm. And I remember having conversations with going into conversations Mm -hmm. with that question being asked and that apprehension Mm. of like oh I just met these and maybe they're not church especially if they're not church people Mm. because I feel like with church people I can like be like but like I want to be a pastor Mm. you know and be like yeah I work in customer service but I want to be a pastor so Mm. they'll be like oh okay cool so you're not wasting your life Mm. (laughs) Um, whereas with people who aren't in church necessarily though I don't know I, I felt like maybe they would look down on me and mm. feel like I wasted my degree or wasted you know whatever like my intelligence or whatever mm. but yeah in that season I was as much as it brought me fulfillment to be doing things that I cared about and I was passionate about there wasn't like a kind of an embarrassment mm. that came with that and I uh, yeah it is hard because there's that duality I'm like I feel good about it mm. and I feel like I'm living and walking in my purpose mm. but then 
societally I'm not ticking all the boxes and then taking a step back just because of church hurt and different things then again it's that thing of like so where now where does my identity mm. come from mm. now where does my self-worth come from because now I had because because yes yeah, so when I st- stepped back I started working for a construction company mm. and I was a COVID coordinator but for me I always felt like the lowest rank like like I always felt like the mm. least <laughs> least on the team I don't know I, how to make sense of that but so I would kind of walk in and be like I feel like, like left behind and I feel because I was over here and I was like this was the path that I was taking and now I have to start again mm. over here and you guys have been doing this already mm. and so then again there's embarrassment and self-worth issues that come from that Mm. and then also it's like if I'm not going to be a pastor then who am I because again like what you were saying Sarah is that's not not only how I know myself it's how other people know me how other people still know me Mm. and I don't and also saying like some people haven't seen me for a while those are the questions they're asking all like so are you still ministering Mm. that bit <laughs> I used to and I was like uh well me and Jesus are working through some issues at the moment um but I just I just nod I'm just like uh-huh <laughs> yeah because I'm just like I there's so much going on in my brain of me trying to figure out why I'm allowed to take space you know for myself and mm. So I don't need to also be explaining myself all the time. Mm. So sometimes I'm just like, yep, yep, mm. yep. So <laughs> yes, of course, of course, of course. But then it's like, do you want to come preach? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually busy that day. I, yeah. can't, I can't make it. And mm. all the other and dates. All of the offer. other dates. <laughs> mm. That yeah, but it's a huge thing of. It might not have been like my job title necessarily like I wasn't going to an employer like my church wasn't paying me Mm. but my self-worth and my identity was very much Mm. wrapped up in being church girl Mm. yeah ministry girl Mm. pastor Irene and all of the world that I was going to change and Mm. all of the people's lives that I was going to change with the gospel Mm. and so taking a step back it's like Whose life am I supposed to change? Uh, am I supposed mm. to change lives? Mm. Is that what I'm here to do? Yeah. And like we've been talking about this all day, and it's like, am I allowed to want just small things? Mm. Like, am I allowed to just want a nice place to live mm. and enough money to mm. be comfortable? Mm. Like, is that okay? Mm. And a lo- and sometimes I feel like it's not. Just from yeah. that past. Yeah. And also societally. Yeah. It's like, no, you have to be hustling, you have yeah. to be grinding, mm. you have to be senior yeah. director mm-hmm. by the time you're 30, mm. if not, you've wasted your life, kind of thing, and I'm like, what if I don't want that? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I feel like there's a script, yes. you know, yes. for life. And, for sure. And people have, have been like, this is, there's like, there's certain ones, there's certain mm. scripts, and you pick one up, mm. and then you just play it out for the rest of your life. Mm. And it's, and I think 
the beauty of life for me I'm finding is that that you don't have to be one thing yeah you don't have to there's all of these amazing incredible paths yeah and right now Mm -hmm. I'm in my spontaneous travel girl era yeah (laughs) yeah like Money is there. Yeah, comes into my account, and then Sylvia texts me, "Should we go here?" And I said, "Yeah." <laughs> yes. That's the era we're in. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and am I gonna stay here forever? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Gonna get tired. Yeah. <laughs> Backache is gonna become a thing. Mm. <laughs> but for now, that's my that's the era that I'm in. Yeah. Mm. And then, and that's the thing that you can just keep evolving. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And I think that, like, life, the way that it's taught to us, is that, mm. that what you were saying, like, you have to pick one thing. Yes. You have to pick one thing. And, like, Sylvia was the hustler, so she had to be that forever, but she doesn't. Mm. No. I'm quitting you my were... job. Quitting <laughs> 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With nothing lined up. Yeah. Which is, oh, and my God. Like, if you told me this five years ago, oh God, I yeah. think... I like me five years ago would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, yeah. Sorry, uh, can I swear? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I've already sworn on this for, on this podcast. Now. Did we not talk about this before about how Did people you? say on interviews? Who was I talking about this with? About when people are having interviews and yeah. then they swear and then afterwards they're like, oh, can I swear? Can I cuss? And they've already done it. It's already too late. It's, already it's, it's too because late. in that moment. I just know how five year me five years ago would have been like, what are you doing? Yeah. Because mm. we have plans. Mm. Yeah. And even like just the logic of like, oh, quitting your job to, I don't know, do something that's paid a lot less or to just go traveling or to just do things that give me joy. Mm. I don't think like... Yeah, me five years no ago would have... there's no big reason to no, it. No, there's no big reason. Because I feel just... like especially in the church yeah and i'm not trying to be rude when i say this but like there are people that use this as part of like their story of who they are where they're like you know i was this big flying person in finance and Mm. then all of a sudden i quit my job and i now have get paid nothing to spread the gospel and Mm. that is my purpose and it's like even in saying something like that it sounds it is meant to sound so like grandiose yeah where it's like i made this big decision for this big payoff for the glory and the kingdom of god yeah yeah and i'm like that's great for you but also people can just quit their jobs because they're not happy yeah yeah and they don't have to have anything lined up and it's not like this i was awoken by angel gabriel and he came to me and said quit your job release the job Yeah, listening to Beyonce. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like as I've gotten older, is one thing that I have been amazed by is how long people are willing to be miserable for. <gasps> so long. People are willing to sit in misery mm. because they that's the path that they've chosen. Mm. They're like, this is who I am. Yeah. This is this is like some yeah like they literally came down from the heavens <laughs> and was like you must be a construction manager (laughs) and if that no longer brings you joy who cares yeah this you know you must be you must you must remain remain. (laughs) yeah and it's just like for me i'm like i think it's probably because of my issues with my mental health and how hard it was for me to get myself out of that 
pit, mm. I refuse. Mm. I refuse mm. to, if I feel myself going back there, mm. if I feel it, yeah. I'm like, okay, something. Yeah. Something's gotta give. Yeah. Something. And sometimes I think, honestly, the universe will do it for you. If you want to do it, God will be like, okay. Yeah. We're yeah. removing you from the situation because clearly. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I just. Um, and also, in terms of purpose, a big thing that was sold to us in the church is marriage. Oh my god! You know, I was gonna, I was gonna actually bring that up. Mm. Is like this idea of like purpose is not just I am CEO of this company, mm. I am famous singer, I have this much money. Mm. It's also, especially for women, purpose is motherhood, mm. marriage, yeah. a husband. Like yeah. your identity is tied to. Yeah. A man or two children. You yeah. are the mother of. You yeah. are the wife of. Mm. I think um, before we go into it, I would like to like, uh, what's it called? Emphasize what you said, Irene, about like you recognize, and I think this is something that like, I think both Sylvia and I can agree on this. Like something that like we give you a lot of credit for is that when you're not happy in a place, like you leave. Yes. And I think that's a really like ins- inspirational and inspiring thing is that like. You are so self-aware that mm. you know that when something is not right for you, you leave. Mm. And I think it's important to emphasize to whoever's listening to this, like, it's like what Irene was saying was not necessarily like you have to continue like being spontaneous and moving about. It's about whether you feel happy mm. in what you are doing, yeah. whether you feel joy in what you are doing. If it is now becoming a compromise to your peace mm. and to your mental health, mm. that is when you move. Like. If you're happy, there are people that have been happy in a job for 20 years and they will continue to do it. But there are also people that have been in that same job for 20 years and they're like, I wish I could do this. It's never too late to start and to begin. Yeah. Because I feel I've been getting a lot of um, (laughs) um, like old... (laughs) older people coming up and they're like if you could give yourself one piece of advice when you were younger Mm. and it's the same thing over and over again Mm. do it whatever it is that you that passion of yours that trip you want to take stop stop be waiting for someday yeah someday might not come Mm. and also you put it off for long enough you'll decide oh no it probably wasn't for me Mm. and um i think for me I was going to say, actually, one thing that I've also been seeing um, on TikTok reels and the advice from older people was also that you have time. Mm. And I thought that that was quite beautiful because yeah. they said and that you have time and that they wished that they just slowed down. Mm. Because they, I think they bought into this hustle culture of go, 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 get the house, get the kids, get the partner, do whatever. And just, you know, I think sometimes, I think, to be honest, one of the biggest <laughs> lies as women that we are sold is that you need to, you need to have kids and, and do it straight away before all your eggs disappear. Yeah. And you know what? I think one of the most beautiful things that I have come to be okay with is that you know, I would rather never have kids than rush and have kids with someone that is completely, mm. like, wrong for me. Yeah. And, I'm, and I think coming to peace with that made me 
I don't know what it did to like it just took off such a weight off my shoulders and just I think I've made better choices because of that because I think so many people rush into like I need to I want to have kids so I must have kids at this age and I need to you know I need to date for this long and then we get married and blah, blah, blah. and I see some women in some relationships that I'm like mm. <laughs> and I'm just like you know I think it's I think yes just everybody slow down yes mm. slow down basically yeah. Yeah. And there's definitely a difference between like bad days hard days hard seasons mm. and this isn't right for me yeah mm. and knowing the difference mm. like you can I can tell for the most part like am I just is this a season thing like mm. I'm, I'm just having a couple of days a couple of weeks where I'm like really struggling like the lead up to my 30th Mm. I was like, ooh, I was going through it. Um, <laughs> but I was like, this will pass. Mm. Whereas now, in terms of like, am I happy with what's going on? Am I happy with the status? And right now I'm like, no, this isn't a season thing. Mm. I have to go. I yeah. have to move. Yeah. And just rec- being able to recognize that mm. in myself, yeah. I think it's, it's really important. Mm. And, and also being able to say I don't know Mm. and being okay with that Mm. and honestly like it's so freeing yeah Mm. but then it's also like because there is that I don't know I feel a need to just constantly be explaining myself Mm. and have an answer yes having an answer explaining why I don't stay anywhere longer than two years or why I don't have a husband or you know and it's like sometimes the answer is I don't know what I'm doing Mm. I'm just living yeah I'm just living yeah and I'm figuring it out as I go Mm. I don't have and I think that is a good enough that is not even a good enough like that is an answer within Mm. itself because it's definitely I think sometimes when people say I don't know or they don't like they don't give that statement as much validity is because it may seem like the person is like not making an indecision being indecisive or like passive but I think that the difference between those two kind of mindsets is the idea of like I don't know but I'm willing to find out mm-hmm. I'm open to finding out what's mm-hmm. what's up what's happening next mm-hmm. yeah and just giving yourself time to make a decision because you do have time mm. to make a decision. Yeah. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about it as well. It's like the you from Sylvia, the you from five years ago would be so shocked that mm. you are doing that. Yeah. But then you've also been able to do many beautiful, wonderful things yeah. because of letting go of that version of yourself. Yeah. Mm. So it's like as you're discovering, mm. as you're living, you're giving I'm not the person that I was at 20 you know Mm. and I don't have those same mindsets but if I'd stuck to that Mm. I don't think I would be very happy Mm. because there was this kind of like not what's that word there's this thing inside of me where I was like I need to take a step back Mm. probably from my mid-20s when I came to church yeah and I was like something feels off Mm. And it took me a, it took me a while just because of how much my purpose and who I was was ingrained in being a active serving member of leadership in church. But because of being able to 
walk away and being like, I can be a different person. Mm -hmm. Like the core of who I am is always going to be the same. But Mm -hmm. what my life looks like can be different than what I imagined. Mm -hmm. It's now all of these things that I would have never expected Mm -hmm. in beautiful ways and in hard ways. But that's the beauty of it is that we get to we get to define we get to make up there's no rules Mm. but I feel like a lot of people act like there is Mm. and they they decide their rules are everybody's rules yes Mm. yeah but do you think that's because some people just don't know how to function without rules yes and the idea of like oh you can do whatever people are like what (laughs) but even even in saying that Mm. in being and even when I have those conversations with myself Mm -hmm. and I can do whatever mainly what comes after that is anxiety Mm. (laughs) because I'm like somebody tell me somebody pick for me oh yeah and for a long time church did that because they were like you're good at these things Mm. do this and I'm like sick let's do that yeah but then when it was like okay I'm gonna take a step back now I have many things. Mm. <laughs> Look at all of these things. Mm. It's how, overwhelming. How, like, do how, do pick, how do I how pick do I one? one? Mm. How do I pick one? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I, I don't. I don't know. Mm. Mm. But it's also, do I have to? No. To is pick it, one. Isn't, isn't that also the beauty of like that you don't have to pick something? Yeah. That you can just be yeah and picking a job is not picking a purpose that is what i'm discovering mm-hmm. because yes. i think what you're saying mm-hmm. is like once i've taken it because my identity is because yeah. a lot of the times our identities are just in what it is that we're outputting into the world so our jobs mm. and so once that changes it can feel like that for me, it did. Mm. Okay, so I'm not doing this anymore. Mm. So then the next thing that I do, that will be insert purpose here, mm. you know? So I'm like, okay, I'm not just, and that is the thing. <laughs> Sometimes I struggle with like applying for jobs because I'm like, I'm going to make my whole personality this thing. Mm. My whole purpose is going to now become a consultant yeah <laughs> you know yeah and it's like sometimes you're actually just picking a job yeah mm. not all the time all the time you're just picking a yeah, job yeah just mm-hmm. picking a job yeah a means of an income yeah mm. so you can do the things so you that do. you actually like yeah that you actually want to do because unfortunately we do live in and operate in a capitalist <laughs> system so as much as I would love to be free spirited yeah. do nothing all day mm. I don't well I think my trauma won't allow me to do that but, <laughs> but I also think it takes away the things that we love because then you're like okay I have free time mm. I'm not going to work mm-hmm. now what do I do mm. you know yeah because even in that sometimes you feel like you have to be productive yes. in your free time yes like okay so i have this time off okay so let's do the laundry let's do the yeah shopping yeah. let's do i don't know like but like it's okay to just simply be yeah like it's okay to like do nothing mm. or do things and just because you enjoy them yeah not because you're good at them not because you're going to monetize them yeah not because like i love fashion yeah right? i love putting together outfits i always have and i will lit- i also love that for you <laughs> <laughs> and I like it brings me so much joy just 
putting on an outfit for mm. myself, yeah, putting on some music and doing a little catwalk for myself. Yeah. That, it just brings me joy. Yeah, no, it's not. I'm not making money from it. Nobody's gonna. I mean, probably people will see the outfits when I wear them out once I've <laughs> done my little catwalk. Yeah, um, and just that, like, mm. I, I, I think this year for me, I haven't. We were talking about how we haven't done resolutions. Mm. I just want to do things. You know, mm-hmm. not because I'm trying to get better at, not because I'm trying to be good. Yeah. Like I really want to start knitting. Yeah. Like I see you knitting. I want to knit. I, read. I, can see I want to knit. <laughs> and I don't. Be so I don't think I'm gonna. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll start it and be like, amazing. Mm. But I just, I've said it on the podcast. I'm gonna become a knitter. <laughs> But even if you don't, that's fine. Yes, because that's another thing that I sometimes beat myself up when I set myself like, even if it's just like, okay, I'm going to play netball this year Mm. and then I don't do it. And I'm like, oh, why didn't I, I can't even commit. Like what's wrong with me? But it's okay. Mm. It's okay that I didn't have time for it. It's okay that maybe that time that I would have spent playing netball like spent it just to be by myself and to mm. recharge and to rest like mm. yeah and it's okay to to start things or to try and like figure things out and like not be good at it mm. I have a hard time with like that. it's okay yeah. to, and that's the thing like there's always I remember somebody saying like there's a difference like are you saying you don't like it because you truly don't like it, or because, oh, because you are bad at it yeah. right now? Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm saying this now, but I struggle with being bad at this. Yeah, no, me too, for sure. Because I'm like, why am I bad at it? Yeah, I genuinely was it called like. This is the only example that I can think of, but like I remember doing like a class at the gym, and they were doing like, clean presses. So like you kind of like do that like over your head Mm. and like the PT was like add more weights on to like everybody in the room Mm -hmm. and I remember looking at grandmother (laughs) just short like wrinkles like literally lifting more weights than me and I remember just being like I don't like this Mm. I'm not gonna do it anymore Mm. I'm not gonna come to the classes if you're gonna continue doing this Mm -hmm. and challenging myself to like continue doing it I was like no, you. It, there's a difference between you not liking it or you being bad at it. Mm. And realising that just because I was bad at it in the moment doesn't actually mean that, like, I don't enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with, like, other things. I am not a good artist. Like, painting, I'm not. I wish I was. I always wish that I was. But I know I enjoy it, even yeah. though I'm not the best at it. Yeah. Even though other people are better than me, I still enjoy how therapeutic it feels Mm. to paint on a canvas or to draw and stuff like that even though I have no idea what I'm doing or I'm doing that secondary school girl thing where you're just drawing random eyes or random like lines Mm -hmm. and being like pretty Mm. (laughs) I think but I think it's it's one of those things that like just because you're bad at it right now Mm. that doesn't necessarily mean that you just like throw the towel in and you're like absolutely not never again never gonna do that da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. or just because people don't like you doing it doesn't mean that you shouldn't continue doing it because other people say that you're bad at it mm. like if you enjoy singing but you are challenged you are tone tonally challenged, tonally challenged <laughs> that doesn't mean that you should stop singing yeah if you enjoy it continue singing mm-hmm 
Yeah. If that's what gives you joy. <laughs> if that's what gives you joy, then that's what gives you joy. Yeah. I guess one of my questions of what I was thinking to ask you guys as we were talking was like, is purpose earned or is purpose given? Because I feel like Ooh. in the church, it's like given to you. Yes. You're a singer. You're a pastor. Like you're the worship leader. You're the pastor. Mm. You're an evangelist. You're mm. this. You're that. Like mm. it's given to you, and then you kind of like have to then take it, take it, and yeah. own it and earn it. Yeah. While as I feel like within, like maybe outside of religion, yeah, or at least outside of Christianity, because it's where our um, mm. experience is. It's like you have to earn it. Yeah. And I think even within part elements of uh, Christianity, you do have to earn this title as well. But I think it's very much like given. Yeah. Like there's like all... a level of ap- approval of yeah. your gift. Yeah. Mm. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as like in society, it's and like... It, yeah, it does also feel you have like, to earn like this there. job. You have to earn this. Yeah. Mm. Everything that... Da, 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 and hard work and hustle culture. Yeah. That's very much earning it. While as in the church, it's like... It has been assigned to you. Mm. And so sometimes you just spend a lot of time waiting around, waiting for the said purpose to drop. Mm. You'd be like, God. Because I remember I when I was young, mm. a lot of my prayers were like, okay, what's my purpose? Like, why am I here? Mm. What am I doing? Tell me. Because mm-hmm. I am a... I, was, I feel like... I try and give free spirit, but <laughs> I love rules. Mm. You guys know I love rules. <laughs> um, and so I was, yeah, definitely waiting for that moment of like, mm. this is what you're going to do. Yeah. Mm. And then there was like a few prophecies throughout my life that mm. were, and then I was like, yeah, cool, mm. let's go with that. Mm. But yeah, I agree with the earning thing because of that capitalist model that we live in yeah it does feel like you have to earn Mm. Mm. do you i was thinking like also because we're all children of immigrant parents did you ever feel like you had to like you had to have a purpose because of decisions that your parents made because like for me i definitely felt like wow, you know, my parents sacrificed their careers in Kenya and they moved to this strange place called Europe. (laughs) And, like, I felt a lot of my... A lot of decisions and a lot of things that I've done have not necessarily always been for myself, but more so in order to appease, like, my parents. To give them something to be proud of. Yes, Mm. basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that has been very difficult. I think... There was one time, I think for a long time, I just kind of lived my life to sort of appease my parents. But then there was, I think there was one time, Sarah, you just gave me a talking to and you were like, you cannot live for mum and dad. Mm. You cannot live for them. Mm. You can't make decisions for them. You can't make decisions to... And I think that was probably one of the moments that I started to actually make decisions and start living my life for myself. Yeah, Yeah, because yeah I just kept making all these decisions like and like sure it they make decisions for my own purpose and for my own benefit but I the the relationship is not equal Mm. they brought me into this world Mm. like 
and I don't have to do the same for them. Yeah. I just need to live my life mm. in a way that makes me happy. If mm. they chose not to do that for their own life, doesn't mean I also need to do the same mm. for myself. But I find that really difficult. Mm. I find it difficult to not. I think also because it's a Kenyan culture thing mm. as well. Like About like honor, respecting yeah, honor, your elders yeah. and stuff like that. And sacrifice. And sacrifice. Yes. I don't know why. And struggle. And struggle. I don't understand why Kenyans love to struggle so much. Mm. Like, <laughs> But yeah. I think, yeah, that's a generational thing. Yeah. Well. Mm. It's that whole idea that things are supposed to be hard and you're supposed to go against the grain and make it and mm. I opted out of that a long time ago because I was like no no, no. not for me <laughs> not for me no, and obviously that said from a place of privilege because there are there's places where you don't have that option yeah definitely but yeah that whole thing of having immigrant parents it's because obviously we love them yeah mm. we want to make them happy we want to make them proud mm. yeah but there has to be that thing of like, yeah. it's my life now. Yeah. yeah. And these decisions and the consequences of those decisions are now ma- mine. Mm. <laughs> Struggling to speak. Um, are now ma- mine. Why can I not say this word? <laughs> mine. Um, but it's def- it's not an easy thing. No. For sure. No. It's not, it's not easy. And I think, because I was going to say, like, from your guys' perspective as, like, the older sibling, mm. uh, like, it is one of those things that's, like, put on you. Mm. And so, like, the weight of it, the stress of it, you're supposed to, like, be... The thing is, is that they place the weight on on your backs and they kind of teach you, they normalise it. Mm they normalise that this is what you were supposed to feel. Mm. That you're supposed to feel, you know, the struggle and, and the stress of it all. And they normalise it to a point that you become, like, able to function in a state of crisis. Mm. So when the crisis is now over, you're like, why is everything so quiet? Yeah. Like, what is, what is going on? I don't something's feel... Something's wrong. <laughs> something, yeah, something's wrong. I where's don't feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah, where's the chaos? Because you're so accustomed to it. Mm. I also think, like, as black women as well, just in general, like, society is very much, like, on the backs of black women, da, 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 like, mm. the strong black woman trope. Yeah. And it's, like, no, that, I think that's no. why the, you know, the soft life mm. um, became such a thing mm. for black people mm. and in the kind of, like, diaspora the lingo because i think it was somebody said on twitter that like the idea of like soft life is the derived from i don't know which nigerian tribe mm-hmm. but in nigerian it's present like just like a no stress like it's supposed to say soft life soft girl when it's like no stress mm. and i think that was very much adopted over like like social media and for the african diaspora especially for black women because it was like you were working yourself too hard. Mm. Like, you were working yourself too hard for what? For this purpose of, I think a lot of the time, society tells black women that our purpose is to suffer. Yes. I think that it's not always, when we're talking about purpose, it's not always talking about, like, a certain job or, like, sometimes the title is you must suffer, you will suffer, Mm. and you're not going to suffer. 
and as much as life has its ups and downs and you know things happen and it's just you know coincidence and stuff like that we also have to acknowledge like the systems that play mm. at large the patriarchy exists that class like class exists mm. race exists um mm. all these different things come together and say oh it just happens to be the roll of the dice sorry mm. but mm. actually like some of this stuff is fixed yeah and it can be changed just to, you don't want to yeah. you don't want it to change yeah because then all of a sudden we have to reshuffle the deck we have to give distribute everything equally yeah. and then you're losing out mm-hmm. but you're losing out because now I'm benefiting when I was not benefiting before before yeah so i think there's a lot to do with like all these different systems that tell us like you're supposed to be this you're supposed to be that you're supposed to give up this so i think if, even when you look at for the fact that for some women when they do decide to have children it's a it's a net then a decision between their job or their kids mm. like you have to choose one you can't have both yeah or if you choose one people look down on you for choosing to be a stay-at-home mother or people look down on you for choosing your job mm. like there's never a win yeah. yeah we can't just allow women to just make a decision for themselves mm. yeah yeah i think also in the society that we live in like with all of those systems at play is also people want to have an opinion mm. on everything that you do not even, not just like your parents or just everyone everybody feels yeah. entitled mm. to have an opinion on what it is that you're doing mm. and i think that's the thing that probably makes a lot of people's lives difficult mm-hmm. is because you're like okay this is what i want to do even when we were talking about a certain situation earlier Mm. And I was saying how this is what I want to do. Mm. I want to like take this path. But then I'm thinking about what other people are going to say yeah. about this decision that I've made. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that makes purpose and living in your purpose and whatever that may be, whatever you choose for that to be, yeah. is I also have to deal with this, like you're saying, those systems, but then also... The opinion. I have to make a case mm. yeah. for myself. I have to make a case to the like world. A justification. Like constantly justifying. Mm. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Your honor. Here's the evidence. <laughs> Here's the evidence of why I deserve to live the of life. Why I deserve to do this, and this is why I made these decisions. Exactly. Mm. And that is so stressful. It and is. it's like, and as someone who's kind of gets gone against the grain in my own ways mm-hmm. that is one thing that I have found mm-hmm. is like people not maliciously most of the time mm. is that kind of question look that you give them they give you even like if you say to people oh I quit my job yeah. and they'll be like oh what are you doing mm-hmm. and then if you don't, don't have help. a question <laughs> they will also give you yeah for sure and I think we were talking about it earlier is like there was this thing of like in church of having these grandiose plans of mm. for me, for me going into ministry how I was going to change the world and I was going to tell people about Jesus and we were talk there's this TikTok that me I had sent Sarah about this girl and she was talking about letting go of those big dreams to just allow herself to want the small things that she wants mm. and for me I I'm trying to do that I'm trying to allow myself to just want this whatever small things whatever it is it feels good t- 
to me to to pursue mm-hmm. and I think in doing that like the patriarchy capitalism these are huge systems that and there are there are ways in which we rebel against them in big ways mm-hmm. but I think there's also ways which we rebel against them in small ways mm-hmm. in choosing that my purpose is not going to be tied up in my job mm-hmm. I'm going to find myself worth elsewhere mm-hmm. I'm not going to I'm going to do things that feel right for me mm. and I'm not going to chase the bag necessarily yeah. if that doesn't feel good, if it doesn't feel right for me to be doing that. Mm. I'm not going to get married before I'm ready to mm. um, until I, I might not get married. Mm. I might not have kids. Mm. Yeah. And I think that those are ways in which you as a person mm. and that allows those around you when I see people like around me, older people, people who are my younger people, when I see you, mm-hmm. Sarah, making decisions where I'm like, I'm gonna walk away from this job and pursue my cre- like my creativity, I think mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yeah, and that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And that allows I'm like, whoa, like mm-hmm. I- I'm gonna give myself grace mm-hmm. yeah. to be able to not necessarily not don't quit your jobs guys <laughs> i feel like that's, what that's not what i'm trying to say yeah, not what but we try to promote not trying to, that's not what we're saying but just in ways where i'm like it's always in big ways mm. where i'm just like i'm gonna this feels good i'm gonna do it yeah whether yeah. and i'm not gonna i'm probably still gonna justify myself but i'm gonna try harder to not do that as well not mm. to feel like i have to explain myself mm. to everyone Yes. And then not do it to others as well. Yeah. Because, like... Yes. Yes, yes. I yes. know that, like, especially when I'm having conversations with my friends, and they will say, oh, they did this thing the other day. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember my friend... There was a specific incident that I'm thinking about where my friend told me something, and she was like, I know you're going to be mad at me. And in that moment, I just, like... Because I was mad at her in that moment because I was like, everything that the advice that I had given her was against the decision that she made and then just being like it's fine it's okay and she was like no it's not fine I shouldn't have done it you were right and I was like but you did it and like it's not for me to 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 judge you or to give my opinion in this moment you did it and that's fine and she was like I wasn't even going to tell you and I was like I know I know but I still want you to feel like you can come Mm. and talk to me about these things even if I don't agree because at the end of the day it's not my business Mm. it's not my business at all and I think it's also kind of like in not caring about other opinions it's also like checking my own opinions that I project onto other people that is like I like I can't lie like I remember Sophie when you told me that you were like I want to quit my job Mm. I was very at first I was like why is she doing that because like this is all I've ever known of my sister is Mm. to be the hustler be the one that like is in a job and doing all this different stuff and having to check myself Mm. with the help of my therapist um (laughs) and just be like it's none of my business and also like i've been with sylvia as she's been upset in Mm. this place Mm. i've been with her through it so why should she why and then it's talking about like scarcity mentality and like anxiety and Mm. trauma and all that different stuff but then kind of like checking myself and being like actually I'm a stick beside <laughs> with whatever decision is being made. It doesn't need to be rationalised in my brain because of anxi- because of my own anxiety. I don't need to project that onto you. Yes. Because I'm like, she's already going through that herself. Like, yeah. I need to be helping her through it, not adding to her plate because of... For what reason? 
Mm. You know? Mm. I think that's huge. Mm. Like, but it's hard. It's very hard. Because yeah. as much as like you expect people to not be one thing to you, mm. there are people that I'm like, that's their thing. Mm. Yeah. And I'm not We're doing, hypocrites. We're yeah, hypocrites. I'm not doing it consciously. <laughs> yeah. Like, but it's just a thing of like, yeah. oh yeah, like she's the hustler, like she's mm. the creative, mm. she's the wife, whatever mm. it is. Mm. And then if someone goes against that, you're like, whoa. <laughs> What's this? What, are you okay? what are you doing here? <laughs> like, I'm allowed to change and evolve. Yeah. But everything around me has to stay the same. It has to stay mm. the same. Mm. Yeah, but I think that's huge in, like, allowing other people to mm. evolve, mm. to change, yeah. to be all that they want to be as well. Mm. I think that's part of how we all get free together mm. is... I have to, I have grace and space for you. You have grace and space for me. Mm-hmm. And wonderful things can happen. Got to yeah. practice what you preach. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess in wrapping up this episode, um, I guess the question would be, and then also bringing in the TikTok that you sent me, Irene, of like, how are you re-educating yourself on purpose? Mm it's that right there I don't have to be something bigger than myself to own my life Mm. because you don't yeah so what is it that you are doing to re-educate yourself on purpose I think from if you make it more personal from Irene you coming from a place of supposing to be supposedly the one that was supposed to be in ministry and now it's like she is off traveling the world and then also from your point of view, Sylvia, where it's like, I am the hustler, I am the one grind, grind, grind every day, like no sleep till you're dead type of work culture to then just being like, I'm quitting my job and there's nothing lined up. Mm. Like, how are you? Those are two examples of how you're redefining it. But like, mm. if you could talk us through, like getting to that place and being comfortable in that place. Mm. Well, I don't think I'm completely comfortable with it yet. <laughs> Um, but I guess it's just, I don't know, having conversations like this with you guys is very helpful. And even like when you, because I only heard this TikTok today, um, and just reminding myself that I don't need to be bigger than myself to deserve my life. Like, Mm -hmm. I think really tapping into self-love, I think, and having grace for myself, which we kind of talked about a little bit in the last episode well in the new year's episode because i don't know which orders (laughs) these podcasts will be um published in but in the last episode that we we talked about it was like yeah i needed to tap into self-love and having grace for myself and i think that will just naturally feed into you know knowing that i don't have to be this big grandioso ceo of some company in order to feel like I have purpose like mm-hmm. I have purpose because I am Sylvia Jambi Gudugu I am here because two people decided that they wanted a child <laughs> um so and that is it mm. that's it that that anything else is just a bonus and mm. 
um, and be becoming comfortable with it because of course even when I'm saying it I'm like what do you actually there's a part of my brain that's like what do you mean yeah. like and there's this little nibbling <laughs> part that's like <laughs> um, but yeah I think it's going to be a process it's going to be a journey it's going to be continuous throughout I think I'm going to have to continually remind myself this my entire life um but i think as a bit like irene said like this year she's actively going to do things that bring her joy and things that she likes and not because she's good at them but because she just wants to try them and mm. it excites her so i too would like to implement that in my life and i'm gonna start doing things that yeah that make me scared like pole dancing <laughs> like it, it makes me it makes me scared because I'm like I don't have the upper body strength for it I'm gonna probably be very bad at it blah 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 blah. but I'm like it's something I've always wanted to try so let's do it let's mm. go let's give it a try I'm not gonna be good at it the truth is I'm not gonna be very good at it but I'm gonna do it because I feel like doing it mm. and let's see where that takes me so I'm going to do more of that this year mm. and just, yeah, tap into self-love. And and I think also having grace for others, as you said, when they make decisions and you're like, oh. Mm. <laughs> because as you guys said, like, you know, we want people to not judge us and <laughs> we don't necessarily do the same do the to same others. Thing. You yeah. know, it's just a continuous cycle, so... I think part of breaking that cycle is checking ourselves. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Um, I think, like you said, Sylvia, it's a continuous thing. Like, it's mm. a constant journey of... Because I think my change in purpose wasn't one that I necessarily would have wanted. Mm-hmm. I was happy. I was mm. comfortable. Mm. I felt... Like I was doing what I was put on the earth to to do. Mm -hmm. And so the uncomfortable bit, this is the uncomfortable bit Mm. of like, okay, now I I, I have to choose. (laughs) There's all these things. Um, But I think one thing is reminding myself I'm picking a job, not a purpose. Mm. I'm picking a partner not a purpose mm. if I do pick one if we get there <laughs> um, that, that the things that are my purpose are internal you know what brings me joy what makes me happy are not things that I'm looking for exter- external validation um, having grace for myself mm. always having grace for others mm. like you said and and giving myself time yeah to try things mm. to 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 be like okay i maybe i want to do this mm. and i think we were talking about this on the couch the other day one thing that i was scared about when i was turning 30 is that thing of like if i pick this now this has to be it for the rest of my life mm. like i don't get to change, your change mind. my mind yeah. because now I'm 30 mm. now you only get to change your mind about things in your 20s yeah <laughs> after so if you bought it there's no receipt you can't take it back exactly. even if the tag on is exactly. still on it exactly and that's the, the fear that I've had the fear that I had coming into my 30s it's like 
okay, like now I have to have it figured out. Now I have to become a real adult. Mm. But I get to just keep trying things out. I get, mm. and also maybe it won't last forever. Maybe the thing I pick next will last. The job I have, like right now, the job I have right now, maybe that will last five years. Mm. Maybe it will last another year. Maybe I will decide two years from now I want to become a teacher. Mm. Three years from now I want to be an author, whatever. Yeah. And that my life doesn't all of a sudden, I have to pick one thing and that's it forever. Mm. And just reminding myself that. And yeah. yeah. I think those are the, that's how I'm trying to do it. Mm. I think for myself, I think I always have to say this, not out of a place of like obligation, but as a place of like privilege and being like one of, or being one of the middle in our like family, of like all the cousins and stuff, is the privilege of like getting to speak to you guys that are older than me. Mm. And then also, like the privilege of speaking to the younger cousins as well and speaking to them and seeing how they look at life because then you're like oh my god like why am I not like this but also like the privilege of being able to speak to you guys and and know that like to slow down and Mm. like it's okay like you're doing fine like just remember like you're 24 like you're okay you've got life ahead of you Mm. um I think as you said Irene like the purpose or the titles that I would I was given when I was younger were not necessarily things that I was like very much like oh I don't want this they were things that I really did believe that I wanted for a long time and that not even just believed but I did want um for a long time and it was uncomfortable to let those things go but also just kind of like living in the moment and living in the present Mm. rather than and like looking at every decision as like as like an important decision mm-hmm. and not just this of like the person who I pick as a partner that's an important decision like all this different stuff is also just kind of like being very present with myself as I'm like what do I want for breakfast today mm. what do I want to read today what do I want to do today and that rest and taking the time out for myself is just as important as the the work and the job that I do and also like is just as important as um all these other big major major decisions i don't have to run myself into the grave mm-hmm. um because i'm told that that is where my reward lies mm-hmm. um so yeah it's just kind of giving myself like the grace the time and also like the privilege of just kind of like being able to listen and have access to people that care about me that are actually looking out for me and being like hold up I can recognize this in myself because I was also in this place you're gonna be okay and listening Mm. I really do think that that is a huge privilege in in terms of having great community Mm. and I find myself constantly being like I am so grateful for the family that we have mm-hmm. and being able to have these conversations with you guys with my sister and like with other members of our family and being able to like put it to the, put it to a group of people that care about you mm-hmm. and being able to be like this one thinking this is what's going on and have people champion you and cheer you on as as you do things and mm-hmm. 
as you change and evolve and grow and I've never felt in any of the journey of like that you guys have ever been like oh you're a pastor you have to be this pastor for like everyone has been very like okay like we're moving we're yeah moving. okay like what's, a, next? What's, like, ne- what's next what's yeah. next okay let's go let's mm. go and mm. I think I, I hope that for those listening that you have safe places and mm-hmm. because that also is makes the journey a way way easier yeah. to have people to do life with you know mm. like not on your own carrying this stuff because mm. it's heavy but yeah thank you both for being on the podcast um thank you for being open honest and yeah i appreciate you both okay <laughs> um firstly thank you to irene and sylvia for coming onto the podcast and um, thank you for sharing your perspective and your wisdom with us um as to what is my takeaway from this episode i guess it is that we don't always have to be thinking big and it's interesting that i'm saying that because literally the first thing that comes to mind is that tiktok that went viral last year where it's like you gotta be thinking big you gotta be thinking big bitch and i'm just like and now and i love that tiktok and i love the guy in it and i love his energy And yet, my takeaway from this episode is you don't have to always be thinking big. I literally wrote that down word for word. You don't always have to be thinking big. And I guess what I mean to say is that in thinking big, it doesn't have to be grand or luxurious or pertain to lots of money or uh, having a certain stat. Like, there doesn't need to be a status symbol to it. Thinking big is just about or how I've chosen to interpret it based on this conversation with Irene and Sylvia is that thinking big is just about thinking true, is is just about being true to yourself. And in being true to yourself, you are thinking big because you're thinking bigger than yourself. As you continue to evolve, as you continue to become the person that you are meant to be, you are thinking bigger you're challenging yourself and so that is thinking big does that make sense or am I just confusing everyone I'm gonna say I make sense um I think the second thing that I learned from this episode is that I definitely think that the entirety of this episode was definitely a warning against the belief that I idleness is wrong I think that hustle culture which we go into a lot in this episode, teaches you again, teaches against it. Um, I think that hustle culture, capitalism, really does look at employees and people that work day to day, nine to five, or shift work, or whatever they do. We treat people as if they are not human. And so we neglect this idea of, of rest. And we make rest seem like something that has to be earned when it does not need to be earned. So I think that, yes, hustle culture and capitalism, which I think like hustle culture and this whole like grind and rise and grind is definitely a subsection underneath capitalism. I definitely think it teaches you that, you know, it equates rest with idleness and laziness when that is not the case. But I also think that the church also sometimes misconstrues what 
rest and idleness means. I would like to go into it, but I think that that is a whole episode within itself. I do think that sometimes within the church, we misconstrue what it means to take rest. And sometimes it's confused with idleness or laziness. And we don't actually prioritize the people that are within the church and what they need. You need rest. (laughs) Rest is not a luxury, it's a necessity. And I would say my last takeaway, lastly and simply, is that you don't need to earn your life to be worthy of it. I am going to link the TikTok that we were referring to on the blog um, where you can listen to it yourself because that girl, I don't know why she decided to drag literally everybody. She dragged us all together collectively but it's definitely a really good reminder that like you do not need to earn your life to like you do not need to do something to earn why you exist in this world you simply are you you simply be you can simply just be just exist just your presence just being around you that's a privilege But anyway, those were my takeaways. I want to know your takeaways from this episode. So, today's question is, what is your purpose? Let me know. And you can let me know by following Miss Educate on social media. The information will be in the description box below. Additionally, so will the Miss Educate blog where you can now listen to these episodes along with a few additional notes from yours truly. And while you're there, don't forget to add your email to the subscription list so you don't miss out on new posts. And lastly, continue to watch, read, listen, educate, and then re-educate yourselves. Make sure to rate, review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share this podcast with a friend. And tune in next time for another discussion on the Miseducate podcast. Bye! American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.